Ladies and gentlemen, this episode will be a special one. We are diving into the ancient drum rituals of Japan. And the taiko drums have been around for 2,000 years. Now, not only this, today I have the honor to reconnect with people who have brought the raw power of the taiko drum to the climax of artistic expression. With their performances, with their rituals, they have been really exciting people around the globe for many centuries. Today, representing the legendary taiko drum group Kodo, my guest is Ryotaro Leo Ikenaga. Welcome to The Power of Rhythm, a podcast with your host Reinhard Flatischler around the one thing that connects us all. Rhythm. So again, thank you so much for taking the time coming on to my podcast. Kodo means a lot for me. It has brought a lot of things to my life. When Maria connected me through Megadrums, you know, with my group to Kodo, I learned a completely new way of approaching drums, a completely new way of looking at rhythm. So uh, this is actually where I want to start with you today. The taiko drumming, of course, is obviously very physical. But you in South Island, you have taken it really to a more extreme level. Uh, is, it, <laughs> is it true that you start your day with a six-mile run or so, and then you do your drumming? Uh, tell us a little bit about what it is to be a Coda member in South Island. So um, I don't know when the last time you spoke to a Kodo member, uh, but our uh, morning routines, our routines, how we practice, um, a lot of it, we're uh, constantly um, exploring new ways and evolving. Um, so I'll just give you a rundown of what it's like right now. To become a Kodo member, you have to be an apprentice for two years okay. uh, in the mountains. And uh, you live in this abandoned middle school, um, which frankly is about to fall apart. <laughs> you have no cell phones, you don't have internet, no television, no alcohol. Uh, so you're completely separated from civilization. Mm -hmm. You wake up at five in the morning and you run about 10 kilometers, mm -hmm. maybe every morning. Um, you do rice farming you make your own food with your other cohorts and you spend this entirety of two years just focusing on your mm. craft and wow. you practice every day um but not just only taiko but you have to learn how to sing how to do tea ceremony you have mm. to make your own sticks from scratch uh there, there's so much that you do in this apprenticeship mm. and After two years, there's a selection process, um, which is very, very rigorous uh, and strict. In my opinion, not everyone makes it. Lately, we've had about one or maybe some years, no no one makes it out of the 20 oh, wow. cohorts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and once you become a member, then it's really up to you what you do. Some people can run, but... 
the difference between the apprentice center and becoming a professional musician, a uh, professional Kodo member is that it really is up to you. You are not forced to run or do anything. You have all the freedom to do what you want outside of rehearsals, obviously. Rehearsals are from nine to five, and then you can practice until 10 p.m. So you can practice for 12 hours uh, in our facility. And most people do so, but the apprenticeship really prepares you for a life of drumming. And because our schedule and is so rigorous and what we do is so physical, right? It's, it's so <laughs> draining. You really have to take care of yourself. You have to eat well and um, take care of your body. And uh, on top of that, you have to practice all your skills. So, right. um, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the Navy SEALs of the drums. <laughs> and in a way Quite it is, be because you want to really go to the... Ex it's not just uh, drumming, as you can, as I just heard. It's a tea ceremony. Uh, is it true you have to learn a flute as well? Yes. Um, every member during their apprenticeship has to learn how to do flute. As I mentioned earlier, you have to learn how to sing. You have to learn how to dance. And you have to study all these different parts of Japanese traditional culture because much of what we do, the taiko drumming, the dancing, the singing, everything is rooted in these folk arts, right? Mm -hmm. And these arts, these movements, like this hand moves like this, this comes from, you know, maybe working the rice fields mm -hmm. or just the steps is like how you would move in the mud, uh, everything is connected to this Japanese kind of agriculture and all like fishing and all these different traditional ways of life. And we think it's very important out of respect and also just spiritually to study these things. Mm. Um, because if, if you don't do so, it's really not authentic in what you do. Um, it's a simple instrument, right? Um, Taiko, you hit it and it makes a sound. You can say that about all these different percussion, but because it's so simple, it really shows who you are as a mm. person, yes. your character, what you, where you came from, what you've seen, what you ate, what you've done. Everything is going through the drum. So we study all these different things because we believe that we need to grow as human beings, as a person, as an individual. Otherwise you know, the sounds that we make are just very surface level things, that, right? You, you want to vibrate the soul. And that's what Kodo is all about. It's not just a drumming yeah. group. It's really the whole, uh, the community, the spiritual background. Now, let me also go to one part. You are on Sado Island. And really yes. going way, way back when there was on the Kosa and then some people dropped out and Kodo was born. Mm -hmm. So Kodo, because a lot of people ask me, uh, does it mean heartbeat or does it mean children of the drums? What's your take? Uh -huh. It means both. <laughs> yeah, um, so this, the characters, kanji characters, mm -hmm. the, um, literally mean children of the drum. Ah, okay. However, phonetically, the sound Kodo has a meaning of heartbeat in Japanese. Mm -hmm. So it has this dual meaning. It's beautiful. Uh, is it true that Aitetsu Hayashi came up with this uh, name, or how did it come about? Who? who... Yes. Ah, okay. 
um, Eitetsu Hayashi, who, if um, people listening haven't heard of, is just a very renowned Japanese taiko drummer, a pioneer, I might even say, um, and we respect him so much. But anyways, um, when he was part of the group and when Kodo was being founded, he came up with the name Kodo. Oh, wow. And this was 71, so that brings us also to your celebration. It's yeah. like a 40 year celebration. We'll come to this later. First, yeah. I want to take you, uh, when I came in contact with the Kodo group, and there was this time where Maki Ishii monochrome was going, yes. you know, and Fujimoto was playing the Odaiko. And uh -huh. when I saw this the first time, I, I was like, wow, oh my God, you know, there's so much happening before there's even the first touchdown on the drum. Can you uh, guide our audience a little bit into here you are with your two barges with your sticks and then there is the drum and what happens now mm -hmm. just disclaimer uh we still are playing monochrome and fujimoto also still plays the odaiko so oh, wow. <laughs> that yeah. has not changed mm -hmm. yeah um as for that moment the silence before you actually strike the drum it's a very very divine kind of spiritual moment really um especially at, for odaiko i can't really speak for fujimoto-san or the other odaiko players um because it's a very very special part in the um performance and i actually haven't been able to do that however it's just it's so emotional but without sound um mm. that's it's a weird way to say it um but as any percussions knows that you know you really need to take your the silences very s seriously the the silences in between notes yes it's just i i think of it as a big silence between these notes you know imaginary notes you know just like life keeps going even under this crazy pandemic times things are going but in that moment everything can stop mm. and but everything is in that silence um it's very hard to put it in words but no, you do it quite uh, well <laughs> yeah I, I think I, it also i really enjoy it though it, it yeah. has to do with emptiness i guess it has to do with as you say the space you know because also kodo is very intense i always hear this space between the notes because you're putting attention to that. So to give our listeners uh, an idea how that looks, I'm very, very grateful that we can use a little tiny footage of the Otaiko and I'm gonna play this right oh, yeah. now, okay? Okay, yay.
Now this is the old Daiko, and now that our audience has seen this enormous drum, the question is, what tree is that? I don't know what it's called in English. <laughs> <laughs> look, what is in Japan? Uh, keaki. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm sure that's that's what it is. Um, usually the big drums are hollowed out from one single tree trunk. Yeah. And um, it's very rare to find these trees anywhere um, anymore. So it's becoming kind of a lost artifact, actually. Mm. Who makes that? And where? Where? Where is the Kodo Odaikum? Where has this been made in? We work with a Taiko manufacturer named Asano Taiko, mm. uh, which is based in Ishikawa Prefecture of Japan, and they have been working. Well, now uh, they've been generous, and um, when Koda was founded, they lent us our first drums. Um, so they've been our biggest supporter since really mm. the beginning. Wow. So this is the Odaiko, which just means the big drum, right? Now yes. uh, we come to the next one, which is the Miyake, the you know Miyadaiko, and that's where you have uh, actually crafted Hayate, and uh, you have composed that, right? Yes, yes. What does it mean when you compose? Do you, do you sit down and write? Do you call the people together and try that out, or how does it actually come about? I actually compose a lot. Um, it really depends. Um, sometimes I will write everything down mm. and sheet music and uh, we'll, I'll pass it out and people will rehearse it and then mm. we'll make tweaks as we go. Uh, other times we'll just get a big whiteboard and I'll start writing things. Okay. Um, <laughs> like writing notes, um, a little bit of mood board. Um, Uh, because a lot of our compositions include soloing or freestyling. Mm -hmm. So it's really up to who plays it. And so, you know, we want to make sure that you can see that person in the song. But in this case, I wrote most of it uh, as a sheet music, but I brought it in uh, actually six other performers with me and we worked together and each rehearsal will change a little bit. I rewrite it and see what sticks, see what works. I'll try out crazy ideas and people will be like, that's impossible to do. <laughs> yeah, it's really a collaborative effort uh, when you compose mm -hmm. in Kodo. So, so from, from the time when I played with Leonard Eto and he had this Mia Taiko, it's a very, very heavy drum. Um, yes. what, what wood is that? Oh, ah, I <laughs> Sorry. <don't know. laughs> I'm really curious um, about those things. But Miyadaiko um, is also a hollowed out drum, mm -hmm. so that's mm -hmm. why it's so heavy. Um, I actually don't know the name of the wood, um, mm. but I'll have to check that out. No problem. Now, the thing is, um, all members have to be able to play Miyadaiko or not? So, um, Miyadaiko is the name of the drum, mm -hmm. uh, so it particularly doesn't mean the style of the drum. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so in Kodo, it's kind of unique. We are expected to play every single type of taiko drums. So there's the Odaiko, Hirado Daiko, which is the smaller, flatter version of um, yeah. the Odaiko. Cut in half. Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> Big like Mac. The one behind you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Big Mac, as um, they call it. 
and then there's a shime daiko, which is the very small but high pitched drums, and mia daiko and oke daiko, which are the rope drums. Um, so everyone can play these drums, but there are different styles that come with mm-hmm. it. Um, the one in Hayate is Hachijo style. So this is an island, uh, Hachijo Island, uh, based off the drumming techniques from that island. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also Miyake style, which is also ah, an yeah. island. So yeah, everyone knows how to play every single drum. And the way you go in with your sticks is that your choreography or this, this that style uh, that you uh, used in Hayate? It's our choreography. It's a homage to the Hachijo style, but um, the rhythms and what we do, the movements are very different. So it's inspired by the Hachijo style. Yeah, so not really what you would see authentically on Hachijo Island. Okay, but now we want to see what you do with it, okay? from the legendary Kodo group. Um, what touches people very much, and some people can't even believe it, when you're on stage and you see these people performing, it has such a precision without ever being rigid. It's really together. How do you practice, create, or develop that kind of unity 
in this precision? People ask that actually a lot. A lot of people ask how we can perform without a conductor. Mm-hmm. And um, people ask how our movements are in sync. Um, but to be honest, in terms of movements, like how we move, that's not really our number one focus. We focus a lot on the sound of mm-hmm. the drum um, because all our performances, we don't use microphones. It's all just raw sound. So we really want to find where the drum resonates the most. And when you do that, you know, in the beginning, when you're starting out, the older members will tell you you're not doing it right. It doesn't sound right. And as you try to figure out the way to do so, create the right sound, you know, everyone kind of reaches a similar point. So the movements become the most natural, the most relaxed, the most um, efficient way of hitting the drum. And once you reach that point, a lot of our movements start becoming in sync. So to be honest, we don't really practice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. too much getting in sync, but we do practice a lot, (laughs) (laughs) Um, each individually and in rehearsals. Another point why I think we're all in sync is because we have this shared experience of going through the apprenticeship Mm -hmm. uh, for two years. And really it's a cleansing experience. You move away from all these different things in the world, you know, no smartphones, there's no overflow of information. It's just you and your cohorts and the drum. And you're just focused on that for the whole time and it's really rare i can't think of a situation where you can do that um, outside the apprenticeship but you really get in touch with your inner self right it's just you what a big message for the world today that's glued to the phone all the time i mean it's (laughs) really insane people bump into each other because they just look at their phones and now you say two years you're completely yes. you know, removed from all of that. So that's my question is, this is uh, archetypal. I mean, Navy SEALs have a similar approach uh, being a lead team, but this is very much Japan tradition. Has mm-hmm. ever a non-Japanese human being uh, passed <laughs> through that uh, <laughs> ap- apprenticeship? Um, so... I am kind of non-Japanese. Well, I'm American, uh, Japanese American, and I didn't grow up in Japan. And there have been other members uh, like me in the past. And we do have people from all around the world uh, try out for the apprenticeship. But uh, unfortunately, I don't think anyone that is not of Japanese descent has made it. Um, I don't believe it's because of that. I don't think that's the reason why they didn't make it. But Obviously, um, it's a very, very rigorous program. So, you know, sometimes no one makes it. Um, (laughs) It's it's just my honest answer. Now, is it true that I heard the legend that in ancient times, the Mm -hmm. parameter of a village was defined by how far the drums could make the sound, you know, Uh, going out? Is uh that true? Okay, I don't know if it's true, yeah. but we still do say that. <laughs> we do say that in our demonstrations. So right. I'm inclined to tell you that it is. 
<laughs> okay, now we come also to this uh, moment where uh, you are in for this celebration and you will have a tour coming up, which is called Tsutsumi. Yes. Uh, I was, of course, many times in Japan, and so uh, Otsutsumi for me is this little uh, uh, drum, like a hourglass yes. shape uh, that's yeah. actually played in no and all kinds of different situations. Are you using the Otsutsumi also, or how is Tsutsumi coming into uh, the, your tour, the, the name? I see. So actually, Tsuzumi um, and the instrument you were talking about, the Kotsuzumi and mm. Otsuzumi yeah. are actually not related in this sense. So Tsuzumi, the the word itself, it means drum, oh. and it's it's also ko. You can read it as ko. So it's ko, do, and they're different two characters. And Tsuzumi oh. is the first character, mm -hmm. and do, uh, which also means child. Um, and you read it as Warabe is our tour after that. So there are two different tours, and the first one is Suzumi, and the next one is Warabe, and they they form the word Kodo. So actually, there is no Kotsuzumi or Otsuzumi in the performance, um, <laughs> but a lot of drums. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, what did uh, the whole situation with the lockdowns uh, of the corona situation, what did you do in Sado Island during this time? How did you, did you use that time? We were actually in Europe when uh, oh. the pandemic hit, and uh, we were in London, I believe, and but all our uh, performances got canceled. Um, obviously, so I flew back to Sado Island, and we all our shows were canceled for I don't know I want to say nine months, eight or nine months. So what we did was we tried to explore different ways of bringing our sound to people all around the world, um, much like other musicians did during the time. So we started recording a lot. We started making our own video contents. Um, we started doing uh, a podcast. <laughs> um, and um, But it was a really great time for us to be able to explore mm. these different mediums because in other... Uh, in normal times, we'd be performing and touring all over the world nine months of the year. Mm. There was no, simply no mm. time to do these different projects. Mm. So we were able to do all these different things. I was able to write a lot of songs mm. and we were able to collaborate with a lot of people from all around the world. So it's been s small silver linings, but we've been able to, um, you know, keep the creative juices flowing That sounds really good. You know, um, one thing that uh, also is there in your um, performance always is a flute and several flutes and also the voice. And I choose, uh, with your permission, one tune. It's called Ayumi and composed by yes. Yuta Sumiyoshi. He's also a, m a member of the group or? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's listen to that because that's quite different from what we have heard so far.
Kumi composed by Yuta Sumiyoshi from Kodo, and you hear all this intensity, you know, from Kodo in it. So I have a question for you. In all the time you have been working on your drums in your apprenticeship or later, what was the most difficult moment, and how did you go through it, and what did you learn from it? There were a lot of difficult moments. <laughs> Choose um, one. I would say one revelation I had um, was the musicality of Taiko and the realizing that part. Before I joined Kodo, I was classically trained. Mm-hmm. Um, so I studied piano and cello uh, and I played the guitar and I never really did a lot of percussion in mm-hmm. my life. And so when I saw Kodo for the first time, I remember it being more physical and um, a lot of the musical elements didn't, there's no real melody lines. Like those didn't really stick with me. It was more of the astonishment from all the sound and the movements and physicality that really appealed to me. So when I became a member my first year or second year, I was really trying to hit the drums as hard as I can and really trying to be physical. And I remember actually Yuta who create, who wrote this Ayumi piece um, came up to me and kind of show me the differences of all the sounds that a taiko can make, but he did it in a way that made me realize how musically complex and sophisticated the instrument is it might be because i come from a classical background or i'm more used to melodies it's really hard to grasp like the differences between the sounds a normal person won't be able to tell all these differences but because it's so simple there's so much information that you can put into one single note (laughs) and really really trying to be able to do that was the most difficult part but the most important part and I'm something that I'm still trying to figure out because especially taiko drums in Japan is kind of still considered very kind of arcane or not really um, modern and people don't view it too much as a musical instrument and what we really want to do is really change that perception mm-hmm. because we believe it's more than just you know physicals I yeah. think you have been very successful in this around the world. <laughs> Everyone, you know, that I know around the globe uh, is in awe of Kodo, you know, and what the, the, the artistic element of uh, your performances is. It's amazing. So you, uh, you were discovering the many, many, many different aspects of one, you know, hitting the same drum, but in very different ways. And what was the difficult thing in it? Just to recognize that or to... Well, recognizing it and also being able to consistently mm. create that sound to make the drum talk, you know. That's why we practice so much is how much we can put ourselves into that sound. You know, mm. these skills, like how we move our hands are just conductors that connect our soul to the drum. Mm. And it before that revelation it was really hard to recognize that but something clicked you know it's it's kind of changed how i um approach the drumming 
Now, being a curious person, I have a second question for you. Yeah. What, what do you remember as being the absolute blissful highlight anywhere on a coded duo or in any performance, uh, private or on stage or whatever? Oh, most blissful. I remember I directed my first show, I think around my third year in Kodo, um, but it was not really an official, people didn't ask me to direct it. I just made up a show and I just said, I'm doing this. And I kind of forced my way into doing it. And um, it, it, was on, you know, it was on Sato Island and a very small venue. And um, Ariane Munushkin from Theater de Soleil from yeah. France. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I don't know how to say that, right? Um, I think I butchered the name. Um, but she was in the audience and she asked if she can bring my stage to France. Wow. Uh, in Paris. And I, um, so we went to Paris and I stayed at um, their theater for close to a month and we worked on the production for two weeks, rehearsed for two weeks, and then we had a show for a week. And I remember in backstage during the show, I don't know what I did. I'd messed up something during the show. I maybe hit something wrong or I did something uh, that I didn't mean to do. And I remember going backstage and I had a big smile on my face and I looked up and it, it was, it, it's funny cause I messed up, but um, I really felt alive and i felt that this stage was the only thing i was thinking about at that time i felt 100 invested with all my cohorts and we created this beautiful thing and everyone in the audience seemed to like it and i was i was like oh i want to do it again i want to do it better and i realized that's the only thing i really had in mind yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's Yes, you, you threw in this little answer. mistake, right? This, isn't there yeah. something in Japan where it's only perfect if there's a little mistake in it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I was felt really blessed that I was able to invest myself 100% wow. into performing. Uh, yeah. I can I can absolutely understand that. Now let's actually performing. Let's uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about the upcoming tour. Where will you go? What will people expect? And uh, the Tsuzumi tour coming mm -hmm. up. So Tsuzumi is a the tour that commemorates our 40th anniversary. Mm. Congratulations! So, <laughs> thank you. So it features pieces that we've been performing since the beginning, mm. but also pieces that were created recently. So monochrome and another uh, monochrome, uh, Odaiko and uh, Yatai Bayashi, which are kind of were played in every single Kodo concert mm. towards the beginning. Um, those, I guess, legendary pieces that have been passed on for generations will be in the show. But pieces like Ayumi, which you heard earlier, composed by Yuta Sumiyoshi in 2019, I believe, and Hayate, the piece that I composed, are in it. And also the members are very young. Um, I think everyone's in their mm. mid-20s. I myself, I'm 30 right now. So it's kind of a challenge for us to work on these pieces that our predecessors 
brought and really honed to the limit and we're trying to reinterpret it but also you know we don't want to disrespect what they did so we really want to you know work really hard on it but also show what Kodo is right now mm-hmm. um it's a production that showcases the past and the present and the future of Kodo so you get to see everything mostly everything uh that we're capable of doing on stage uh it will start where in Japan or it will go right away abroad so or? we are currently touring Japan with this um 40th anniversary tour uh actually we are concluding the tour in Japan very soon uh and it will be in Europe next year i think um yeah, i don't you're... know i don't think the details have come out yet uh, uh so i can't disclose where it will start yet mm-hmm. um actually i'm not even sure where it would start <laughs> yet but fingers crossed we'll be able to tour europe um like we did before yes i hope you give us the information we will of course spread it yeah. in our communities Definitely. And Maria will also be, of course, Maria Zender, very oh, common. Of course. She's such a long, I mean, I, I know Maria for 50 years now, I think. Wow. <laughs> so, and she has been my organizer for a long time. And I just recently wrote to her that I will have a, a podcast with you. And she was really like, wow, fantastic. And so it's a great connection. And thank you so much that you came uh, today on the podcast and shared so many uh insights of your uh, you know life and your professional uh, career and uh, anything you want to just add uh, or tell our audience from your yeah, side yeah um you mentioned maria but uh and i just want to say we're extremely grateful you know for today of course but for all these people who support us all over the world um not just maria but they know who they are uh but so many people uh, have supported us through these times and um not just during the pandemic but for the whole 40 years we are nothing without these people um and i've only been a small part of this 40 year history of kodo but i know how much we appreciate the support and love that we get from everyone uh the presenters promoters um you know fans everyone really and so just i want to use this opportunity to really say thank you and we really really look forward to seeing you soon mm-hmm. and bringing our raw powerful sounds to you seems like the love and the appreciation that you get is just coming back as you send it out so <laughs> it's full circle now um how can people find out about where the tour starts or how can they contact you and Kodo mm-hmm. um so you can uh, access our webpage um uh, kodo.or.jp or you can just search kodo mm-hmm. Uh, or you can follow us on our socials um which usually are at Kodo Heartbeat um we are on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Uh you can also email us but uh we'll try to get the word out. Hopefully you can help us out too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So thank you very much for being here again and uh to our listeners This was a very special episode for me as I said, you know, my old connection to Kodo and you have to check those people out if you don't know them yet. 
tours will be coming up, you know. If you like my podcast, then uh, please go to powerofrhythm.com forward slash podcast. You can always uh, write what uh, would you like to hear next, uh, any group or any teacher. And for now, have a great time and keep on grooving. <laughs>